<laughs> I just so can't do everybody... that anymore. How's everybody? <laughs> Sorry, was there a Tired. point in your life that you could sing? No, <laughs> no, not really. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's go got their voice. Play, I could, I could, I could lip sync. I'm good at that. Like a Millie Vanilli. No, I'm good. Me, you're good. How low does that uh, scoop net go? Oh, look at that. That's, oh, my God. It's out of the camera for me, so it's... Touching his balls. <laughs> I know. It, 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 it almost looked like... I thought I thought he was wearing a black version of Borat's swimsuit. No, no. Like, Very nice. Uh, onesies. Very nice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a serious nut hugger. It's great. Well, that's our pre- that's our pre intro right there. There you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed. I missed. Fantastic. I missed Elliot singing, so we we needed to get some. Yeah. That's the uh, that's the one funny thing I'll have all night. So don't expect anything else. <laughs> the one and all. Okay. All right. Unintentionally yeah. funny. Well, it's just that's mainly because Blake's just not going to stop fucking talking for the next hour. But you know, it's. Okay. <laughs> No, all, right. all right. All right. You ready? Three, two, one. Welcome everybody once again to Geezers in the Kid. We're back uh, here with Blake. I heard the click of you starting again. the timer. Did you? Yeah, I know. It's pretty bad. Uh, or uh, my microphone's really good. So one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, how's it going, brother? I'm doing great. How are you, Blake? Good, good. Elliot? Oh, you know, I've just been fighting on the phone with uh, cable companies for the last 72 hours it's been great told us about that on what on wednesday night still oh yeah oh yeah because i i oh, went yeah. through this i went through this whole rigmarole oh, of getting yeah. uh bell set up at my house and yeah. uh they got here and they're like oh uh we actually can't give you the internet that we said we were going to give you but we'll give you a deal so i was like all right fuck it whatever you said you're going to come fix it eventually mm-hmm. it it's pure shit it's like uh, we were right. like well first world problems we'll survive and it's like Gar like hot garbage, and I spent like an hour on welcome. The welcome to Bell. Yeah, yeah. You gave me a told you so. And then I called my friend Meg and I was like, Hey Meg, remember when you said don't switch to Bell because you work at Shaw and you were gonna fix it? And I did it anyways. She's like, Can I give you a told you so now? I was like, Yeah, I've I've earned it. So yeah. now MTS. We had MTS and it was just the shits. She's working on getting me back over to Shaw. <laughs> So Good I was a Bell boy. customer for, for four days. So yeah, that's my yeah. that's my wow. afternoon. Excellent. I'm 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 sick and tired of this fucking snow. Mm-hmm. I'm done oh, with yeah. it at this point. I was outside, like you can't really tell because the light is shining off of my forehead so much that it's bl- blaring out everything else. But I was out in the sun spreading soil, two yards of soil with my wife in her front yard. And I have some raccoon eyes from yesterday. We were outside hanging out. It was such a beautiful day. I busted out the new pressure washer to clean off the Ooh. clean out the garage and stuff. Just like all sorts of good things. And today it fucking snowed again. Yeah, so, absolutely. It's terrible. I'm done. So yes, Blake, you did touch on it briefly before I just started yammering on for the 
12th time. We do have a guest with us today, and we'll see how good you are in introductions this week. It's not going to be any better. Well, I'd like you but to this, at least say the person's name. This is Andrew <laughs> Klein Saucer. <laughs> Hello, owner, everybody. <laughs> owner of Full Speed Athletics. I at least know his name and his business's name. There you go. There we go. Fr- there we friend go. of mine for a number of years now. Went to high school together. Bunch of shenanigans and stuff like that. And now we're adults and we do yeah. pod- podcasts on Sunday nights. Yeah. <laughs> what else is there to do? Absolutely <clears throat> nothing. <laughs> absolutely right now, there's nothing. nothing. You're absolutely right. There we go. Yeah. Now Perfect. there's definitely nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So awesome. Huh? So say hi to everybody, the millions of listeners that we have. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me. Glad to be here. I, I prefer the tens, the tens of listeners. <laughs> tens. Yeah. We are, we are, we are back. Double digits. <laughs> no, we're, yeah. Well, it depends on the episode. Beautiful. We've hit triple, we've hit triple digits. Ooh. We've had, yeah, we're kind of all, we did actually recently just pass a thousand streams. Wow. Which, Congratulations. Which is, That's awesome, guys. Which is fun. Hey. We didn't mention hey. that on the yeah. episode that we recorded the other night yeah. that does it depend on the person thousand streams and 800 episodes it depends on the person <laughs> totally depends on the person eh? it's funny too okay. so i got i got i have a surprise for us and our listeners here today oh. actually before we get too far into it um give me you're leaving sec. no i'm not leaving <laughs> what no my <laughs> man hey hammer oh. Good day, ladies. Camera a local, up. a local Mexican news reporter. Wow! <laughs> Quite the surprise. How are we doing, guys? Good to it see looks you. Like he's in a, is he in a portable? Is is he in a public? You look like you're in a porta potty or something. Yeah. yeah, rent's pretty cheap here, and you know there's not a lot of <laughs> day in Mexico. Holy right cow! <laughs> what a drop in here. It's <laughs> amazing. In I didn't expect this to happen. We've been waiting. For, I've been trying to get him to crash for a while, and I was like, "If this is the one, if you got time tonight, this is the one. Come say hi to Sauce. This is the one, man." Yeah, there's been the right plenty on. of invites, but I've been tied up doing Tra- traveling Mexico. He's been tied up in whose basement? This, this <laughs> Literally, <one>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we uh, we deduced that he's working for El Chapo, and he's not. Uh, but El Chapo's yeah. keeping him. Hostage somewhere. Uh, if I was working for El Chapo, I would not be renting out a porta potty. Let me tell you that. One. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> this worked out well because I wanted. Obviously, you're not in any capacity the focus of our attention today. Just to want to let you that know that right now. <laughs> but it works because we 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 didn't get too far into what Sauce does. We figured we'd check in with you. Sounds like you've there got you plans. Go. You've got plans this evening. You guys are my plans this evening. Oh, wow. this is what I'm here for. We're blessed with the presence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much you guys think I do, but Fantastic. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Where Where are you right now? I'm in Mexico, in a city called Morelia. Okay. It's like, kind of in the middle of Mexico, sort of. I don't know how well you know Mexican geography, but not very well. I assume neither do I, and I'm here. Uh, but <laughs> like Mexico City is kind of in the center of Mexico. <clears throat> if you go like completely to the west coast from there, you'll hit Puerto Vallarta. Uh, 
Are you on a coast? Somewhere Are you on a coast or inland? No, I'm inland. All right, that's all I need. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like halfway in between Mexico City and Guadalajara right now. Cool. If you know any, where those uh, places are. Any cartel hits recently? Where you have, when you are, where you are? I don't know that's why that took question. me so long that's to say. That's a question. But, oh, because there's a story behind it. What okay. on me? No, obviously I'm still living. Like recent. <laughs> He's got El Chapo's protection. Didn't we go over this? I am the well, one who knocks. I am the one, the one. That... On me? No. I'm... I would I would laugh so fucking hard if I opened my door and you were the one there to kill me. Why? That's not a funny situation. <laughs> it's just because it's you. He's now a hitman. You're a, you're a hitman now, Cameron. I just better money in it than what I'm doing. There was a cartel. There was a cartel hit in a town that he was staying in. That's why. Really? That's crazy. Oh, there's cartel hits everywhere, man. Like, (laughs) but it's every day for you now. I mean, more or less, honestly. But it's not like they're not random attacks, generally. Right. You know, like they're not bugging you. Generally. No. Yeah. Nah, like shit happens. Like there's petty crime here. Like people getting their phones stolen or wallets yeah. stolen but as far as the violent stuff like that's generally staying among the people that are involved in that uh, in that life mm-hmm. just be careful on tinder you don't uh swipe on the wrong person <laughs> <laughs> the mexican tinder mexican tinder is <laughs> exciting <It's> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, guess I was waiting for that word <laughs> Find a better word for it. I'll let you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like playing with fire. How about that? Dangerous Ooh. sounds. Good. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Amazing. Yeah. So exciting yet dangerous all at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the two and, Andrews tonight. Yeah. Love it. Love it. It's awesome, camera. Mm-hmm. Yes, the man Is that any- made me go yeah. from Andrew K to Andrew K A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome absolutely (laughs) so we were just gonna start to hear about uh i'll use nicknames because and we got andrew and andrew we were just about to start uh sauce was just about to start telling us about what he does now with his work and his business that he's running and we're uh yeah and then you interrupted us but that's fine it's a surprise it was good yeah I didn't send you. I didn't. Man. I didn't send you the link and say, "Hey, hop on now" or anything like that. I'm just gonna put it all on you. <laughs> I was just, I was entering random Zoom meetings. This is the third one I walked into. <laughs> it, was, it was the right one. Just knocking on doors. Yeah. <laughs> we we don't want to talk about the other two and what was going on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Two sides of the spectrum. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Sauce, let's hear the resume. Where did it all cool. start out of high school? And actually, Ooh, even before that, because you got involved in all this, like with your football, right? Absolutely. Oh, life story here. Let's go. Yeah, we got it. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So as soon as I moved to Winnipeg, boom, grade six, started playing football and just got involved in the football community and have been involved ever since. <clears throat> Always loved the game. That's like my favorite. That's my passion. Right. So growing up, you know, through high school, always played football, got involved with that stuff. Um, And then graduating high school, had no idea what I wanted to do. Right. Of course, like any other kid. Yeah. So go into U1, 
Hammer's in no. Mexico right now doing f- nothing. So don't worry about it. Still hasn't figured it out 30 years <laughs> or 10 years later. Yeah. Hey man, I'm not the one in lockdown. I think I've figured it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Good point. Anyways. Damn. Anyway. Yeah. So, so, you know, take you one. I'm still playing football. I'm working at Home Depot trying to put myself through university. Um, playing football pretty much every evening, five, six times a week, right? Like the schedule was pretty hectic. Going to that's university. When that's when you're playing for the rifles, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So playing for the rifles, I played for them for four years while I was going through university. And, um, you know, just slowly was like, man, I don't know what I want to do. I'm obviously super involved with athletics, um, sports are a passion. I love football. I'll do it every other athlete does in university and go to kinesiology (laughs) (laughs) every other phys ed or kinesiology i came out of high school with the intention of going into phys ed yeah yeah so i was like okay i'll go into that so you know and i'm going through and playing ball and still trying to figure it out and last year of university i'm done football at this point so i start coaching um Got a couple coaching gigs with, you know, I coached with uh, Vincent Massey for a bit, did U16 football for a bit too. Traitor. Nice. I know, right? Traitor. And the thing no. is, like, Elliot, shut up. Elliot went to Massey. We don't yes. like it. No, but for he finally real, got smart and went to a right real school. And so. <laughs> shut up. If Massey had a team when we were grad, like when we were going through high school, I probably wouldn't went to You would have gone there. Yeah. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, that, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. FRC didn't have a football team, right? So, yeah. Yeah. had to play community football which community football is dying now it's all about high school football yeah like it's it's the big craze right now everybody's playing high school um when we were growing up community level ball was yeah that's the yeah, lions and i mean with the lions, lions mustangs, and mustangs yeah mustangs, nomads yeah. nomads all those guys yeah yeah now yeah. they're all pretty much dying out right they can't even feel teams anymore so really is that true yeah 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 because like Cameron, you played Lions. You, you played Lions for a bit, right? Yeah, I played Lions for like ten years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Loved it. Uh, mm-hmm. What's why? Why are there not many kids in football right now? What, or is they're just not going to club football? They're yeah, they're playing. not going to club. It's all like um, high school. Uh, it, which like, is weird. Twelve. Which is weird considering there's yeah, like there's younger. Yeah, like like, like they so they have high school. Um, but I guess they die teams out that yeah that's exactly <clears throat> yeah. it right like they have the yeah. the crunchers football they have the the They're little good, kids young. yeah they do they are they out. still do like are they have they lowered like have they started doing like junior high football or anything like because anything changed there or it's just more kids are just playing high school football more kids are just playing high school football yeah. like they have the jv teams which is like grade nine right. nine ten mm-hmm. And right. then they have the varsity teams. But other than that, yeah, it's all funneling into high school football. Because So when we were growing up, yeah, like community level, you had midget that went up to 18 years old, like 17, yeah. 16, 17, 18. Um, but now like midget's pretty much dead. Like there's not many kids that play midget anymore. Yeah, like even some seasons, like they're, they're going down to like nine-man or seven-man football. So instead See, of like that, that happened so with hockey. To a, that happened to hockey with hockey to a certain extent like as you got to that like when you got to high school a lot of guys filtered out and went to high school mm-hmm. and it's sort of it's sort of watered down because like when i was in grade 10 a lot of guys went off and played high school and i stayed and i played twins 
And that year, the St. James yeah. Canadians lost so many guys to high school and we lost so many guys to high school. Our two teams actually Canadians folded and they came over and played with us. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, just gotta, I guess uh, say what you're going to jump in with a question about, you mentioned how they went down to like, or they're going down to seven man and nine man football. Are they like, they're not playing a 110 yard field with that. Are they, how do they? Oh, yeah. They right. still, yeah, they still do. Yeah. What? Holy. Yeah. They just take out like the, <laughs> the linemen essentially. Like, you know, you have yeah. like a center and then maybe uh, one right. other. Line. It's, yeah. It's, it's just different football, Is right? It like, like flag football or still tackle? Still, yeah, still tackle. Yeah. Two hand touch. <laughs> yeah. What was the inspiration? That's how the, Eagle, that's how the Eagles have been playing for the last three years. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I seem to recall a Super Bowl in recent years. So yeah. the Philly special. Yeah. What was the inspiration right. for football, Andrew? Um, rather than hockey, rather than lacrosse. You had some family ties to it. Well, okay. yeah, that Jimmy. was that was later. That was Jimmy. Yeah, no. Um, the the original inspiration, in all honesty, like I, you know, growing up, I played soccer, I played uh, baseball, but I wanted something more contact. And in all honesty, when I was growing up, my parents said hockey was too expensive, and they didn't want to buy equipment for me every year. So they were like, pick a sport that uh, doesn't involve that. Yeah. That's because it is too expensive. Right, exactly. It's crazy expensive. So football, it was what? Maybe a $250 deposit for your equipment, maybe a couple hundred dollars for your registration. There you go. Buy a pair of cleats, you're good to go. Once you hit double A for hockey, you're paying minimum two grand a season. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So my parents were like, I had a client. Pick something else. I had a client whose son went to that new new hockey academy in Winnipeg Mm -hmm. here. I forgot what it's called. The RHA or? The rink hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rink. Yeah, yeah. Nine grand he came in to pay the first installment of his son's fees. Mm-hmm. Now, these guys, these are, these are like, there's one team in Winnipeg. These, these are kids that travel the country. Like their league yeah. is across yeah. the country, which did not exist when we played. But I, I yeah, I almost fell out of my chair. When he yeah, RHA me. is pretty expensive. And Shaftesbury has a program too. Yes, they like do a that, hockey yeah. academy, right? Like yeah. so, but it's just crazy expensive. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, so you got that nine grand plus equipment plus whatever else, right? Stick. Well, then that's not even going to three hundred dollars stick. It's not even going to include your like a lot of your travel. Like yeah, right. That'll just be tournament fees and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So, Anyways, anyway, we we digress. Hockey's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. You know, started coaching. We'll, we'll get back to that tangent. Started coaching, and then last year of university, they had this fieldwork program. Um, so in kinesiology, you get the opportunity to go and do fieldwork experience with an organization. Um, so from there, I was able to get on with a place called United Therapy Strive, and it's on Waverly, uh, Waverly, just north of McGilvery, and you know, got on there. Did my field work placement, worked there as a student, you know, you know, got to get what 450 hours. So it's like three months of working full time, just learning from professionals in the field of whatever you want to do. And as a kinesiology student, you know, options are go learn from a gym. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Because kinesiology and that whole 
sector is so new, I would say, and not really registered as anything. Like you can't become a registered kinesiologist. That's not a job. In Ontario, it is, but not here. So it's just like, what do you do? What do you do with the kinesiology? Well, I, I'm an athlete. I want to train athletes. Cool. Let's, let's learn from a, a fitness facility like this. And so got on there with Strive and then after my field replacement, they decided to hire me on part-time, which is awesome. It's like, cool, you know, got a job right out of university that a lot of guys don't get. So I felt really fortunate in terms of that. Um, just kind of worked my way up, kept on trying to, you know, weasel my way in there and get in. And, and then eventually I was hired on full-time, you know, as a full-time employee. And then I got to be salaried and then kind of worked my way into being a staple trainer at that facility worked from anything from hockey, football, soccer, basketball, uh, off season, in season, uh, general population, adults, any age, you know, from anywhere from 20 up to like 65, 70 years old. Um, Elliot and Aaron, you guys can join the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Got experience, got experience with everybody. Um, you know, so I ended up working there for six years and, uh, just over six years, I guess. It was a great experience. Learned a lot. Um, they've, you know, it was a fantastic facility and they put a lot of stock in continued education, which was perfect because I love that. And I just, you know, have always been learning and continued learning and what's the newest trend in training. What's the hot stuff right now? Um, so much so that they brought in people from around the world to kind of give us seminars, like private seminars for our coaches. Um me out to uh, Nike World headquarters to get a first certification, which was sick. So seeing that campus was unbelievable. That's uh, Portland, Oregon. <clears throat> and then um, home of the ducks. Yeah. Home of the ducks, Nike World headquarters. Um, yeah. It's quite an experience going through there. You get like, I have pictures still from, you know, snapping a parking spot of like Michael Jordan's parking spot. Or this is Tiger Woods's parking spot reserved for them at nike it's so cool so what did you get to um, do there like did you just did they just tour you or did you do so it was a weekend certification that we went there for it was called kin stretch it was the inaugural like first ever certification that that this kin stretch was was being held at nike world headquarters um it's essentially what i do with my mobility classes right now i just can't call it kin stretch anymore because it's a registered trademark <laughs> and yeah. i'd have to I'd have to pay a yearly subscription yeah, to just use that name. Ain't nobody want to do that. <laughs> you got so the I knowledge. I, I got the knowledge. I got the know-how. I'm just going to, you know, run with it. So, um, but yeah, so I still use that class today. Like I teach those classes Tuesday, Thursday evenings, um, mobility and stretching. I call it now. I don't call it can stretch because <laughs> trademark stretching. Could you do climb stretch? stretch. That was exactly what I was gonna. What I was gonna say. Boy, ever. (laughs) I like that. That's sick. We'll take a royalty on that if you start using it, though. Okay. All right. right. We. We. You're not on here. Not the third. You're a drifter. (laughs) So anyway, um, fast forward to the end of my career at Strive. uh, Pandemic hits. You know, um, and uh, gyms closed down, you know, personal training, in-person training has kind of come to a halt, mm-hmm. you know, go on unemployment benefits, kind of figure my stuff out, what's happening here. 
um, the whole time that I was working at Strive, myself and this other guy named Lamar McGriggs, he's a uh, ex-NFL, CFL player, so he's an alumni. Yeah. Um, yeah. We were doing um, – yeah, he used to play for the Bombers. He's better. Dra- drafted by uh, 1990 – or sorry, drafted in 1991 by the New York Giants, played for a couple years there, played at the Vikings, and then came up and played for like almost every single CFL team. Um, but ended up finishing uh, with the Bombers here and then stayed here. So we've, we made a mutual uh, kind of uh, introduction through Strive. And then we've been working together, training football athletes ever since. And we were doing on-field training. So like outside of Strive. So it was kind of like my side hustle, I guess you could say. Right. Um, so the whole time I was planning on starting a business for tax purposes and write-off purposes, you know, I could write off my miles to go to the field and I could write off that income as side income and I could, you know, certain business stuff. Um, so the whole time starting my own business was kind of in the works, but I never had really thought about actually going out on my own and starting my own business and actually doing this full time. It was more so, it was just going to be a business number. It was just going to be something that I could use as, for tax time. Um, and then pandemic kits get laid off and I'm starting to put a little bit more thought into, okay, maybe I could do this on my own. Maybe I could do my own thing. Um, and then, you know, pandemic kind of starts easing gyms open up. I go back to work part-time at strive EI benefits, like the Serb stuff runs out. And then, so I start talking to the, you know, the owner at the gym and I go, Hey, like I'm only working part-time you know benefits have run out i need to make more money so you know like cool can if i, I go find another reason? yeah can i can i do something else can i go find another part-time job or whatever and then maybe two weeks after i reach out and ask him this stuff we we have a sit-down meeting he's like we're gonna have to let you go i go oh okay did not see that coming. <laughs> thank, thank, thank you. Yeah. So cool. Like, you know, I've been there for six years, salaried employee, like one of the staple, one of the three main trainers there had been for years. And then just, yeah, out of here. It's like, okay, well, uh, we'll uh, see you later then. That last track will mean a lot more when this goes up on video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So it was a super big shock. And I was like, whoa, okay. That uh, did not see that coming. So I guess we're running with it. I guess we're going. So like l- later that week, I submitted my you know, name search for the companies and then it got approved a couple of weeks later and it's like well okay i own a business now <laughs> and here um, we go here we go <laughs> so the the learning curve was crazy um just trying to figure out all aspects of what i'm doing still figuring shit out of course but um so yeah so now i am just kind of evolving as the days progress. So I'm um, offering online programming. So I write professional programs for people that they can do either at home in the gym or wherever. I do virtual training. So I have virtual one-on-one clients. I have virtual classes that I run. Uh, I do in-person training with athletes, adults, 
any kind of thing. I rent space from another gym. I do it in their home, outside, wherever. Um, I'm also a contracted personal trainer from Fitness on the Go. So they send me leads. If it works out, I sign them up. I train them, and they get a commission percentage, essentially. Well, did social media challenge for you at all uh, or were you apt with that or that's something just you went with the flow and just added the social media aspect um yeah I mean I've always been on social media I've always used it so I thought it was just a no-brainer to to have social media for my business of course and it's it's been working out really well uh I, I know how to use it Instagram and Facebook are my main ones that I usually go to and and promote yeah um I find LinkedIn, you know, you get more, more um, professionals on there. It's not really clients or leads. LinkedIn is more like, um, uh, it's like more like headhunting. It's or... professional relationships, yeah. right? Like networking. Yeah. yeah. So um, I find most of my clientele. So I, I, I kind of a blended, right? Blended trainer. So both virtual and in-person both athletes and adults. So I find most of my athletes are on Instagram. Like that's the platform that they use mostly. And that's what I reach out to them more. A lot of the older uh, population adults that I work with Facebook, you know, so I have this monthly membership that I'm on. Um, So I just started this thing brand new, like maybe a month ago. I started this entire all-inclusive online membership. So you get access to my entire class schedule. You get programming, you get nutrition help. You get uh, a weekly newsletter, weekly check-in, whatever you need. It's pretty much like you get access to me. Whatever you need, fitness, health, wellness, nutrition, it's all that. Most of my people that sign up for that membership come through Facebook. Which Do is you have ads out on Facebook or is that people finding you on Facebook? A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Um, so let's see, December of this year, I was actually able to secure that Manitoba Safe at Home grant program. I'm not sure if you right. guys heard about that I one. I saw you posting about that, but I didn't really know what it mm-hmm. was. So super cool. That was a huge catalyst for my business when I'm just starting out, right? Like I've I started my business in September, so I'm like six or seven months old. So new still, so many things to figure out yet. But um, I was able to secure that program, that grant program. So essentially, it was like, okay, send us a program proposal. Let me know how much grant money you want, and we'll see if you get approved. So I sent that into the Manitoba government, got approved to run fitness classes. I called it Get Fit From Home something that you can do safe, easily, effective, minimal equipment, available, inclusive to all fitness levels. And I was approved, ran it for three months and had like 500 people join, you know? So it was like a kata is huge. It's awesome. That's crazy. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. Like, um, cause I know a lot of people that didn't get approved for that program. Um, there was, tons of people that you know reached out to me when i got it and like what'd you do in the application how did you get this it's like i don't know i just just applied like you did i don't know (laughs) um but yeah so like 
immediately there. I've got 500 people's emails that I can reach out to, uh, you know, spread the word. Hey, this is what I'm doing. Now they know me. Now they've tried my product. Now they've tried my service. Um, so it's been a huge catalyst for me, which has been great. And now I'm just kind of figuring shit out as I go. <laughs> do you, do you, uh, like, so you said you do like, you're doing like working with a lot of athletes. So like, are you, mm -hmm. what kind of athletes, like any age range, any sport, or is it just like, what do you tailor your program to a specific sport? Like, mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, I, being a football guy, I deal mostly with football athletes. Right. And I have one that's 11 years old, and I have one that's 24 that's going into the CFL. So, I mean, right. I, have, yeah. I have all different levels. <clears throat> I mean, I'm pretty restricted right now with just the amount of guys that I can deal with because of the restrictions of the gyms. Being only at 25%. Capacity right now, and the gym that I'm at—it's a certain square footage. There's only allowed nine people in the gym at a time. Oh wow! So it's pretty tough. It's—it's. It's, I feel like I got my hands tied behind my back right now. Right. Because I have—I'm allowed to have groups of maybe three, maybe four guys at a time. Because there's other members of the gym. Right. Right. So, um, I've got two groups of four, and that's that's what I'm allowed right now. <clears throat> Which and which sucks because I've got other guys waiting in the wing, but they'll just have to wait till the pandemic cools down. That is what it is. Whatever happens, right? It is what yeah. it is. You know, I'll try to do other stuff, waiting for the goddamn snow to leave so that we can go outside. <laughs> Every time we get a little taste of no snow. Hey Kaminsky, how's the yeah. weather down there? What? <laughs> what? what are you guys <laughs> talking about? <laughs> of that white powder? We're not what? talking about the cartel yeah, snow. We're talking about the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different it's white probably, powder. Yeah, probably just as much of it down here, though. It's probably more. Probably more down there. <laughs> uh, did you have two different sign... meanings of a light dusting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you have to sign any like non-compete or anything when you left Strive? Like, how did you build your business? Aside, obviously, you got this grant, but like, did you have people mm -hmm. follow you over? Did you like? How did that work? Yeah, so I never actually officially signed a non-compete, but that but. being said, I was, <laughs> I didn't want to steal any clients. Like, I didn't want to be that. I didn't want to- You don't want to burn bridges. That kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to burn yeah. bridges. Didn't want to set myself as a reputation of, you know, screw you guys, I'm leaving. Because yeah. I really enjoyed my time there, right? Like I, and the relationships that I built there and all the clients that I worked with and- just the fact that it, it, it went down that way and due to the pandemic, I was let go and whatever. Like I hold no ill feelings towards it. It's a circumstantial it place. thing probably more exactly, than Exactly, right? Else. Like, And even in our meeting, he said that, you know, it's like, it's business right now. That's what it is. Like, I just can't yeah. afford to have all you guys on staff. I was like, okay, well, that sucks, but it is what it is. I understand. Um, so I didn't want to poach anybody. I didn't want to take anybody. Um <clears throat> A lot of my football guys did come with me because I was the one that worked with them closely. Right. They know me as a trainer. They want to work with me. So, um, so that was my main builder for, for that. And then I've just kind of pieced it together, honestly. So for my business, it's been fitness on the go clients. It's been leads from them. It's been that Manitoba grant program. It's been my own, um, promotional and, um, building of these online classes what's fitness just, on the go 
So Fitness on the Go is a, um, it's a franchise. They have them across Canada and it's essentially just a franchise group of contracted, contracted trainers and anybody, any trainer can join the group if you want to be there. And what, what happens is I pay like a monthly fee to, to use their services, service their leads, use their software. They do all the billing and then I just train the people. Huh? Yeah. So like, it's not bad. And it was a great starting point for me because, and I'm still with them obviously, but it was a great starting point because it's like, okay, I'm going out on my own. What do I need for my business? I need to find people. I need people Mm -hmm. to train. That's the hardest part. Exactly. Right. Like I have a service. I need people that need this service. How do I find them? This company here provides leads and this company already has a reputation across Canada but funny you should say what's fitness on the go a lot of people actually don't even know about it so but some people do i get leads from them and and that was a way that i built up my uh you know my one-on-one roster i'd say so i'd like to see that i have a bunch of different camps like i've got the one-on-one roster i've got my football and athlete training then i got my online classes so i'm just trying to all together build up enough business (laughs) to service my time i guess you should say the mortgage. Pay the mortgage. Mortgages exactly. are the war. Mortgages are the worst. <laughs> I know. The worst. They also pay. My, they also pay have my, a job without them. I was going to say you know, they also pay mine and Elliot's salary, so I should try yeah. yeah. there. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Sauce, I got a question. Let's talk business here. Let's say. Let's talk business. Uh, I'm looking Jesus. to get into shape. This'll right. This'll absolutely. Shape my life. I've got access to the internet and these sort of Zoom meetings. I don't have gym equipment with me. How could Absolutely. you help me? Oh, so many ways, man. I so my my gift uh, from home getting class. in shape. I mean, oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoa! Let's take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, there's not. I can't help you. Never mind. I misunderstood, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I misunderstood the question. Yeah. So first off, you got to stop drinking that beer. That's that's key number one. Yeah, this know, is right? this is when you drop off the call again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just lost. We just lost camera. Yeah. Sorry, cartel's not here. <laughs> Coming no, up, but Jeffo. Anyway, I um. <laughs> so. Yeah, I know. I have, I have virtual one-on-one clients and I have that virtual class that I, that I deal with people that have absolutely no equipment, nothing at home. And we just get creative, like honestly. So <clears throat> the biggest thing I tell people is anything in your house can be used as a weight. You've got a bucket, you got a backpack, fill it up with some textbooks. Damn, you got, you got a 20 pound weight right there. You know, you've got anything laying around, you can use that as a resistance or you know, so just getting creative, using objects around the house, using things that, that uh, will provide a little bit of external load, external stimulus. My um, get fit from home classes, they're a half an hour high intensity interval training class, all pretty much body weight. You know, it's a quick half an hour of just getting moving. Honestly, I got a lot of that. Get sweaty. <laughs> get a lot of that. What times do you run that at? So I have it five times throughout the week. I run it Monday, Wednesday, Friday at noon, and then Tuesday, Thursday at 5 p.m. 
The wheels are turning in Cameron's head right now. I can see it. Yeah. Cameron, <laughs> man, you know what? An option? Can we, we talk numbers? How, how much do you charge for something like this? Absolutely. So, so I got a bunch of different options laid out. They're all on my website, but I'll give you, I'll give you the lowdown right here. Plug that. <laughs> www.fsathletics.net. Boom. Nice. There it is. We'll be sure to add that in the details of the posting when the Beauty. pod comes up. Mm-hmm. Elliot's volunteering me to do that. Volunteering. So, so I kind of got that on a monthly subscription basis. I don't know how. <clears throat> oh. Anyways, the the monthly subscription basis. So you can either sign up for that get fit from home class like one, two, or three times a week, and then you can do it like month, two month, or three month. And then as you sign up for more, the price per session drops. So sixty bucks a month for one time a week. Which gets you four sessions. You sign up for three month commitment, you get a 15% discount. So every time you sign up for monthly subscriptions, you get a discount on it. 10% for two months, 15% for a three month commitment. And it just kind of goes up from there. You want two times a week, it's 80 bucks. Three times a week, it's 100. Um, and then from there, I charge. So I have that monthly membership as well. And with that monthly membership, I have all five of those classes available to you, plus two mobility and stretching classes, which happen on Tuesday, Thursday at 6 p.m., and then access to everything else, you know, weekly emails, weekly check-ins. Uh, I also work very closely with an ex-coworker of mine that used to work at Strive. His name's Paul Keith. He owns his own corporate wellness business called Venova Wellness. Uh, and he sends out this weekly wellness digest, which is awesome. It's just a quick little email that has like a story or inspiration or anything like that in that first part. And then the second part, new uh, articles, research studies, anything wellness. So like health, uh, nutrition, sleep, exercise, anything like that. Um, so everybody's Cameras already switched to on one. that. Yeah, I know. I was just gonna say, serious. It's Sunday night. You're in Mexico. Have a beer. You're good. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just the water in between the four beers, right? Yeah. Hey, you gotta hydrate, man. Hey, but I got citrus in my beer. I got some lime in there. So there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta stay hydrated. Yeah. So so those are kind of like for the for the monthly membership, I charge 150 bucks a month and uh so just started that a month ago and so far i'm at 15 no 16 members which is awesome that most of them came either from that uh, manitoba safe at home grant program um or or a couple family members too obviously they get a discount but uh Mm -hmm. is what it is the friends and fam so you can get on the friends and fam there can you see oh okay we'll we'll chat off air We talked about this extra fifteen percent. We (laughs) talked about this when Kaminsky was here for when we did an actual episode with him. We talked about how fucking cheap Winnipeggers are. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we're barreling towards down that (laughs) road right now. Hey man, and you know what's what's beautiful about this is I can decide what I want to charge anybody. Like I can, you know, it's so cool. So it's like, yeah, you know, I here's here's. 50% 50% off for you. Here's 20% off for you. Like, I don't, right. it's, it's, it's awesome of, that I have the power and control over my own business. Do you As get people asking you? Go ahead. Yeah. Aaron. 
Oh, as opposed to before, I was going to say, whereas it was more structured, right. not for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Everything had to go through somebody else. Everyone had to make, you know. Yeah, and it was at the gym. It was so, um, there wasn't too much leadership. So whenever decisions were trying to be made, it would be so delayed or you'd have to go through this process or that process or you wouldn't hear back from somebody for so long. And it's just like now having the freedom of scheduling and freedom of making my own decisions and, and all this stuff, it's, it's been crazy. Like, I just, I can't believe that I didn't do it sooner. But that being said, I don't know if I would have done it if the pandemic hadn't pushed me and, you know, kind of forced me out, which is, so it's kind of like a, you know, blessing in disguise kind of situation. Like, Oh yeah, shit. Okay. Yeah. I'm out on my own. I got to run with this now. And this, this is, is real amazing decision. Oh, this was great. This is awesome. We go back to um, the, we go back to those mortgage payments. <laughs> you're in a position. Yeah, where back to those. <laughs> <laughs> they, they still have to be made. They don't give a shit whether you're working or not. Absolutely. Yeah. The, do you get, to. do you get people asking you for a discount? Like, I've had this conversation with my sister before. Um, you know, I was talking to her about someone potentially joining and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just said like, what do you guys, like, what do you guys do for deals? And like, for them, it's a little different because th- their business, like, they have a pretty large overhead because of mm-hmm. the machine that they're paying for because of the softwares that they're paying for because of yeah, like they're, they're in a, they have a physical space. So they're paying rent at for a, sure. Yeah. You know, whatever. So like she said, like, people are always looking for a deal and I, I have mixed emotions on that. Cause I was telling you guys before we started recording that I've spent the last like three days battling with Sean bell. Cause I'm fucking cheap, but, <laughs> this, but at the same yeah. time, at the same time, it's like everyone works hard for their money and they want the best mm-hmm. value for their money. However, yeah. I don't give a shit if I'm doing it to Shaw or bell or, you know, a bank or you know the the, you know i get it in that case go get your best deal but Mm -hmm. i struggle with it a little bit more when you start talking about like small businesses and stuff like that because you know if you give someone i'll just use a random number if you give someone a 50 dollars discount that's 50 dollars directly out of your pocket that's 50 dollars directly out of your bank account you know so like Mm -hmm. it's it's you know i don't know where the scale tips between being big enough and you're making enough money and you know what i mean but like if some are like if people are asking for discounts, like that's kind of that's asking you to make less money. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's um I do get people asking and for sure. Um for me, I um I kind of have a line in the sand of what I will do and what I won't do. Yeah. And what program, I guess you would say, or what thing they're signing up for, what service. Um, so with my personal training, uh, there's a certain price limit and dollar per hour that I won't go below, especially with fitness on the go, because they do take a commission. So if they take a certain commission and then somebody's asking for a discount and then it just doesn't really make sense for me. And yeah, that is money out of my pocket. Right. Whereas, so there's like, that one has a little more overhead and then same with my rental space at the gym, there's a certain line that i need to maintain and make sure that this is profitable and this makes sense for me right so not going to give any discounts for that 
but for my online classes and online membership, yeah. I'm a little bit more lenient because I don't really have my overhead is $22 a month for my Zoom account and whatever yeah. my mortgage is, which I get to write yeah. off partly because I was I'm, just going to say, say business, if, right? if you're working from home, you're writing off a chunk of that anyways. Exactly. So I, I have much less overhead in, in those uh, online classes. Obviously, I want more members and yeah, I'd like to be more profitable in those and make more money, of course. But like, I, I also understand that point that you were making, right? Like <clears throat> people want to discount, people want to put their hard earned money somewhere that they want um, the best results or best service or whatever, but people are also cheap. So it's, it's one of those things too, where people don't, I don't think people understand what goes into Mm-hmm. A, a business and you know i'm gonna say this story with so hesitantly because the organization that i work for and you guys all know who i'm referring to um like i'll never forget i'm sitting in my office and there was this this woman here with her son and they were opening up a, a student checking account and the she, I, i'm explaining to him that um you know when you know when you turn it's either, no, sorry. We were opening a youth account. He was like 16 or 17. And I was like, when you turn 19, you know, this gets switched over into an account. It has monthly fees, you know, whatever. And she turned to him and she said, do you hear that son? They charge you money to, or they, they charge you a fee to use in your own money. And I, and I kind of was like, you know, I've heard, I've been working at a bank for 10 years. I've found the line between I'm going to get in trouble and I'm going to, I might get a talking to mm-hmm. them. I get fired, you know, like there's a line there. And I looked at her and I was like, actually the fees that you pay for allow you to sit in this room and talk to me and, you know, go to a teller and, and cash your check and, and mm-hmm. phone us 24 seven. And, you know, the piece of plastic debit card, you know, like these things all add up. Right. So yeah. I know I, again, I say I hesitate to make that story because it's a hot topic. Banks make a lot of money, you know, whatever, but at the end of the day, I'm waiting for Kaminsky to start rolling his eyes. Oh, they've been rolling. <laughs> He's super biting his tongue. I can see it. Is he? But, <laughs> but, but my, po- my point is, though, is that people don't, all they see is like, well, I'm just paying for an <clears throat> online class. They don't see all the behind mm-hmm. the scenes. They don't see that this yeah. is, you know, this is your livelihood. You know, you got to have, tr- you don't have shoes to train people. You got to have, you know, yeah. like, you know, it all, it all adds up into this number. You haven't just created this number for these, these things out of thin air. It's not just like, poof, mm-hmm. I'm going to charge you this amount. Yeah. There's a value behind it. And I think p- people struggle to see that mm-hmm. when, you know, they only see that one thing right in front of them. Well, that's exactly mm-hmm. it too. And um, especially in the fitness industry where it's, you know, how, do, how do you compete with something like peloton or like all those online classes and you know there's so much free content on youtube or online or anything like that so how do you bring value to a service well you're the value well and that's exactly it but how do i get that across to youtube how do you youtube isn't gonna hold people accountable absolutely and that's what i'm trying to to build right that's what i'm trying to build accountability and that other stuff You've got access to someone locally too. Like I, like my mm-hmm. sister, yeah. my sister and her boyfriend, like they've been trying to build their business. And I always, yeah. I, like I've always tell anyone that asks me about it, 
it's like I've said to them, all you need to do is, and they've said this too, all you need to do is get in the door because there are, they have had very few people that have walked in there, tried it out and left and not come back. Of course. Most yeah. people want to come back. They enjoy, mm-hmm. like they, they, they offer a very unique service and it, you know, yeah. it, it's one of those things where I, you just need to get people in the door and they're like, oh yeah. Cause then, you know, you go in there and it's not just working out in a machine. You're working out with my brother-in-law and my niece is running around, mm-hmm. and, you know, like, it's just like this environment that people yeah, want to be. Yeah. That's the thing, right? People yeah, want to be. Absolutely. In. Yeah. So yeah, getting that across and how you get people in the door and finding that stuff. I think that's been probably the one biggest hurdle that I'm trying to figure out and um, marketing, honestly, like I've, you know, now where my own business, I got to learn like, how to market. How do you market And where do you yourself? market? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think social media has been the biggest one for me because it's free. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't, and just other good. than that. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like where are so, the eyes? Where are people spending? So what do you time? do on, so Elliot, you go ahead. Like, seriously, we were just talking about this. <laughs> Stop talking like for three <laughs> seconds. Let the man talk. Because I've 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 just I've just realized that I, I have a I have a question that something sounds like I've been say? doing yeah like it sounds like I've been doing my homework and stuff like hey that. everybody oh, everybody stop let's this, this is a this is a very much a uh, an 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 Aaron Clark deep thought question uh, no, at least we'll in my be, head it is we'll at least in my head it is that. it's going to come across and it's going to be shitty I'm so um, there's no pandemic everything's cool how would your business be different now if that was the case wow oh i'm 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 not gonna ask any more questions or would there be a business camera camera just shoved you under the rug (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna answer cameras real quick yes and (laughs) yes still business Um, to answer that um Honestly, probably my biggest thing that would increase or change would be the amount of athletes that I train mm-hmm. and the amount of people that I can train in the gym. Cause I, so currently I have two groups of four football athletes and another five or six waiting in the wing and just trying to build that program as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And now the reason that I say that. <clears throat> is because I want my online classes to stay and be accessible and still profitable and grow. Um, the reason why I want that and why I think that it's valuable is because I'm trying to make it as convenient and accessible as possible. So I had, during that Safe at Home Manitoba program, a bunch of people from up north that were ecstatic that I can access classes like this from all the way up North. And that just huge. Yeah. And that just blew my mind and was like, wow, like these people don't have access to this type of training, these type of classes in person around their area. Um, Of course they have like YouTube, they have, you know, like I was talking about Peloton, any other stuff like that. Um, but if they don't have a local gym, they don't have local trainers, like actual personal trainers or strength conditioning coaches, then they get access to this type of stuff. I have people from, like I have my cousin that joins my classes from BC. I had one person from Arizona. 
this just mm-hmm. makes me think that I can broaden this to reach mm-hmm. so many more people. If I have camera join in from Mexico, that'd be yeah. fantastic. You know, like yeah. you could, this whole online thing that's been brought about by the pandemic has just broadened my mind of how many more people I can reach. Yeah. It doesn't confine me to just my gym. So okay. I, I feel yeah. like, yeah, no pandemic. I'm going to keep on rolling with this blended approach that I have of Mm -hmm. in-person gym training, all that and online stuff too. And just try and reach more people. A lot of stuff's not going back to normal too. Like, absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's going to, and I think it's just, it's just showing how, how you can do things differently than Mm -hmm. what we used to think was the norm prior in that. I can't wait to Um, unleash Kaminsky on this topic. We're going to do it shortly, but. (laughs) <laughs> the, yeah. the the football guys that you've got right now the four mm-hmm. that you're doing now and then the others these are all pre-professional yes so in college university that kind of scenario or younger all sorts of mix most of them right now are high school local um i have two one's a semi-pro and one is going to he was supposed to go to the cfl last year but no season um Obviously. so He's going to camp this year and hopefully it all works out and they actually do have a season this year. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Is that someone um, from Winnipeg or is that someone that came here for the CFL and ended up training with you from, from Winnipeg? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, so, um, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Would there, yeah. I was just going to say, would there be a goal to try to become like the strength and conditioning coach for some pro team? Is that something else that you would want to kind of look at? You know what? I've thought about that. And I actually reached out to a guy that uh, I made a contact with who's an NFL strength coach. And um, after talking to him and having a long conversation, I just don't know if that's the route that I want to go. Well, he, and he works in the NFL. He's paid very well, obviously. Um, But he just moves around a lot. He said he's yeah. never in a, in a city for more than two years. It's heavily dependent on the coaching staff. Uh, mm-hmm. if one coach comes in and he doesn't like you. See you later. Go find a new job. There's so and much uncertainty. So much uncertainty. Yeah. The cool part is he did say that the NFL will actually pay to move your stuff around. So like they'll pay to wherever the city you go next, but sure. I, I mean, don't really want to income- live in the States or. And if the if you're making the income you're making is someone paying for you to move really that big of a deal breaker. Like those guys, I, yeah. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even have a guess as to what a number would be, but it would be, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'd be very healthy to where, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a couple grand to move across, across the country. I probably wouldn't mm-hmm. be that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then CFL being the other option, um, you know, my, my major focus is off-season training. And in the CFL, a lot of the players are from the States and they leave they go for, home. they go home. So who am I training? Like maybe the five bombers that stick around. Right. Uh, and then some of those guys don't even train at that facility because believe it or not, inside the stadium, the U of M Bison's locker room and weight room is 10 times nicer than the, than the bombers. Really? Wow. Yeah. Why? Yeah, because they didn't want to invest a bunch of money into that facility and training facility if all the guys are going to be gone. That's true. So, 
Okay. Yeah. The Bisons actually have a have a nicer weight room. So, um, so yeah. So I don't think actually training a professional team is in my future or what I want for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think no. just building up. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like you've got a life here too, right? You know, obviously mm-hmm. Nihar, your wife has has a career here, and yeah. like it's there's more to it than just like I, I'm sure. Um, you know, her, her profession, you know, she's not going to move around every two years. Mm. You know? No, no, no. Yeah. So, um, I, my goal is to just build, um, a, a reputation around being one of the premier like, football strength and conditioning coaches mm-hmm. in Manitoba and, um, myself along with my partner there, Lamar McGriggs, who we train in person at the gym and on field. Uh, you know, we're just trying to develop kids as best we can. And he, he kind of brings that old school NFL mentality. And um, I've been there. I've done it. I know what, what it takes to get there. And I kind of bring the new age. Hey, this is what the new training is. This is the current research. This is the current like method to, to make athletes stronger, faster, and, and more explosive. So, um, and I've, you know, I am big into continued education because that was instilled in me at Strive and, you know, always reading, always learning, waiting for the pandemic to finish so I can go on more kind of <laughs> trips. And there's a guy down in um, Minnesota that I want to go learn from. He's, he trains. So this would be ideal his job would be ideal to me what this guy does is he takes eight nfl athletes will not take any more um and he does individual training in the off season because they come to him and during the season he gets their game film every single week and he breaks it down for them and this is what this guy does for a living and that sounds cool. sick that's fine yeah. so i'm gonna yeah and he uh he offers like an internship so i'm gonna like as soon as the pandemic's done travel's available that would be my ideal next to uh, to go do that and just learn yeah. from this guy and just see like, you know, obviously great connection to make. He trains yeah. high level athletes, the highest of their level. And um, yeah, and just see what he does. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the goal for that. And um, I see myself, yeah, as, as like two different trainers because I have that football and that athlete and that, that passion of, of training those kind of athletes. But then I also have, you know, everyday individuals that are just training just to stay healthy, right? And just doing their thing. So, yeah, I love working with both and I love doing both, but it's just, yeah, it's, it's kind of a, a blend. It's interesting. Let's, what have you uh, about yourself so far? Sorry? What have you learned most about yourself so far? Man. I'm telling that you, I, he asks the brain busters. Yeah, Elliot, Elliot and I joke around that Elliot asks you like what kind of shoe <laughs> you like. I I ask you know what your favorite sh- favorite shoes are, and then Aaron comes in with these fucking bombs. It's just, where did it, it all go thing. wrong for? Yeah. You? <laughs> <laughs> well, so far it hasn't. So I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it stays like that. <laughs> Um, I came on this podcast and uh, <laughs> yeah, everything went to shit from there. 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <Yeah. when> I... <laughs> so this has been another episode. Of- <laughs> uh, learned about myself. I love 
love being an entrepreneur, which I never would have thought hundred percent, like never would have guessed that this would have been in my future and that I would even like it or do it. But, um, you know, it was, it was scary to take the jump. Cause like, you know, okay. You're let go from your position that you were at six years at and what the heck do you do? You know, you're, I kind of have a decision to just go get a job somewhere to pay the bills or, and I'm like, am I going to do a full send here? And we're going to, we're going to go for it. And, you know, luckily, um, we went full speed. Yeah. We went, we went full speed. Oh. ahead. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. That was a zinger. Was. Oh, wait, sitting on that all night. <laughs> You're sitting on that, you know it. Uh, it's very true. That's a very good point, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so luckily it had a, uh, you know, a little bit of a uh, savings uh, yeah. nest egg that we were able to rely on my wife and I to, to be able to support myself through this and make yeah. sure that, you know, we could give it a full effort and, and go for it. You know, we weren't, uh, we weren't hurting at all. So, so it was, uh, yeah, I was able to actually, as Blake put it, go full speed ahead. Yeah, and, you um, did. Yeah, you did. And, and, uh, and don't encourage so, him at all. <laughs> I know, I know I shouldn't. <laughs> you pumping those yeah. tires for me they're getting all deflated never never would have guessed being an entrepreneur would be in, in my life and now it's just like I can't believe I didn't do it sooner it's, it's wild it, how hard has it been so a number of years ago a couple of years ago I I made a career change as well where I was in a position mm-hmm. where I was com- commissioned it was fucking terrifying <laughs> it was terrible like it was terrifying because mm-hmm. you know with the way that it happened I, I was very lucky I had um they kind of started you off with a bit of a bonus that sort of helps you get started and whatever um so you know I guess you could you know equate that to sort of your savings like you you have mm-hmm. a, a bit to sort of but it's not sustainable right so you know I know my wife you know she felt a lot of pr- pressure um, you know, and she, she had a great job and stuff like that, but, um, she, her term, she was on a term in a term position, the term ended. And I think the person came back from mat leave they didn't think okay. they were going there. They, she was going to, and, and, you know, we kind of thought, and then all of a sudden it was gone. And it was just like this holy shit moment where, you know, y- you eat what you kill, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm, I'm working 12, 13, 14 hour days. And that work is like, sitting on social media, messaging people, adding people, yeah, yeah. like just doing whatever I can sitting during the day, cold calling, like real estate agents, like, Hey, you know, let's go for coffee. Like, you know, it was just crazy. Like, how has it been like, you know, with, with Nehar, your wife and stuff like that, like, cause she, you know, it's difficult. I know it's difficult on the mm-hmm. other, other party as well. Yeah, absolutely. And she, uh, I, I think she felt a little bit right. And she's, I mean, even, even when I was at Strive and had my full-time career, she made more money than, than me, right? She's like, she was able to really support us. And um, even when I was let go and on EI, whatever else, right? Like, sure. so. I mean, she worked, um, I mean, you know, I, I, I didn't say like, I mean, she's, you know, she's a lawyer, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, so, she worked, she worked her ass off through school and stuff like she that. She definitely too. did. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and there were there were now I know why you're friends with him, Blake. <laughs> for her, so I, my plan B, for my, being able to defend plan B. Maybe. Yeah, maybe well, yeah. he needs both, legal both counsel. Was, Josh Bolpre yeah. was a lawyer. He just he just quit. He was my lawyer, so he was my yeah, really. He just really what? Uh, yeah. He didn't like it. Uh yeah. Well, yeah. No, it was, it was, not, it was, I can tell that's not. I don't know what happened, but that's not. What happened. Was, to that. No, it just it was. Uh, yeah, no. He 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 decided he did not at this time want to be a lawyer anymore, and you know, yeah. his decision. It he happens. didn't do anything. Happens, yeah. He didn't yeah. do anything wrong or anything like that. It was he no, made the he made the decision. I'll put a T in those words. It's, he told it's me about tough, that about. A year and a half ago, I had a talk with him when I was getting him to notarize something for me. And long story short, he says, and not to put myself in the position, but he's like, Aaron, I see what you're doing. I see what so-and-so is doing, John and Jane Doe is doing. But I was like, what about the secure job security? What about the, you know, the satisfaction of being able to do this and be humble about having that skill set? As I'm sure your wife feels the same way about being a lawyer, Andrew, and, and being able to be um, surveying the whole scenario and just being able to to understand what's all going on he's like yeah that's that's all great but if you're not passionate about something mm -hmm. no matter what you make or how much mm -hmm. yeah. notoriety you get you're not gonna be happy then that carried yeah. him through the last year and a half and then it just got yeah. to a point yeah. where he was just yeah mi miserable so yeah hey, man it's a it's a tough job it definitely oh, is. yeah 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 mm -hmm. for sure yeah yeah um but yeah so to your point yes uh yeah she she felt some some strain i guess at some points to, to support pressure yeah, yeah to true, absolutely yeah. so that that also <clears throat> lit a little bit of fire under me right to mm -hmm. to make sure that she doesn't need to do it all alone and, and be in it alone so um yeah and there were points where i was like oh man like maybe i should get a part-time job until this thing picks up until this happens or whatever but you know i just um never really happened because things kind of just took off and i was able to build it up and you know had some government support which was nice and government money is is always good and got that hey man, i tell my i tell my clients anytime they're talking about taking money from the government i was like open your hands and let them put it yes. in because thank you i'll take that yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. so that's that was definitely a good boost and helped out obviously and then um, the grant program, like I was talking about, is a good catalyst that started off and, and really gave me a good name and uh, had, you know, 500 people try my service right there. So, so it, uh, it was a really good kind of Kickstarter for me. Yeah, oh, we can transition because we've got obviously we've got uh, camera you're here with us today. Mm -hmm. And so, oh, yeah. For, you know, <laughs> forgot he was here. <laughs> an hour and a half in. <laughs> you, you obviously, so like, I, I think this is an interesting dynamic, and I don't know how far down the rabbit hole we want to get, but like, you're, kind you're, what's that? I said, what kind of worms are you opening? Well, you're, you're in a def another part of the world right now. We're living in a pandemic. I know you have, um, you know your your thoughts and your opinions and your views on on what's going on and we how it's going on we all do but i want to know what life is like in mexico right now and like what's like because i mean we're we're back we're diving back into a clusterfuck over here and right. we're dying yeah. we're diving head first and uh actually sauce's wife is my daily uh my daily updates because she posts them on instagram and uh you know it, it it's at, honestly the easiest place to go find the numbers but 
It's um, crazy how many people actually like message her that. And oh, say, her, like, you're her, my you're my first source of news. Like, <laughs> right? Her it, it, yeah. she didn't post one day, and Eric was like, "I, I hope uh, Nihar's okay. She hasn't posted." Yeah. And uh, I'm like, yeah. her and, her and yeah. Eric have chatted a little bit about it and whatever. But yeah, like, what's life like down there? I, you know what? It's more or less business as usual outside of Mexico City. Um, right. Mexico City is everything is closed by 10 p.m. Uh, you might be able to find somewhere that's open until 11. Uh, but in that, I mean, there's like 25 million people in Mexico City. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. massive. Uh, yeah. So, so there it's, I only stayed there for like, 10 days because I just wasn't enjoying it so much. First of all, it's too big for me. And second of all, yeah, like if you're looking to grab some food at 1030 at night or grab a drink, you really don't have any options. We missed it. That's what she um, said. Uh, what, <laughs> I only stayed there for 10 days or what? No, it's too big for me. It's too big. It's too big for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like prime. Uh, I, I just... It, I'm upset with myself. <laughs> Anyways, carry on. I'll get over Let it. it go. <laughs> Let it go. Okay. But outside of Mexico City, um, yeah, like it's pretty much business as usual. There's people wear masks, mandatory like masks inside. Um, if you're on a bus or if you're on a whatever, the metro, mandatory. It's not like super enforced, but it's it's mandatory. Uh, inside public places, again, masks are mandatory. Um, on the streets, they're not, but most people wear them. Um, other than that, like you're still free to, you know, restaurants are open. You can go sit down at the restaurant, bars, nightclubs, gyms, libraries, movie theaters. Wow. Everything's still open. Hmm. Um, one of the weird things, I don't know why, what the purpose of this is, but like anytime you walk inside any Mexican business, you have to step on this little rubber pad that has like, I don't know what's in there, but some sort of like cleaning solution, hand sanitizer. Okay. And you step your feet onto it and then onto a little rag after as if you're carrying the virus on the soles of your shoes. <laughs> I do not Nike, understand this. Nike's actually the Nike is actually the cause of this whole pandemic. They're injecting it <laughs> into the soles of their shoes <laughs> and then in turn injecting it to the soles of everybody in the world. Yeah. Interesting. So that's yeah. odd. But um, yeah, no, for the most, and that's like part of why I came down here is just the, the freedom that, that mm-hmm. you still have here in Mexico and, and in a lot of other countries. Uh, that are like this right now um but yeah it's i'm free to go where i want when i want um you sent me a video from a nightclub a few weeks ago (laughs) yeah i mean i've been a a couple i'm not a big nightclub person but i mean in mexico it just happens my throat started hurting just looking at it (laughs) it was i remember when i first arrived in puerto vallarta (laughs) in november and Maybe that was in November. <laughs> it might have been in November. I don't know. I don't know what I've sent you, but um, yeah, when I arrived in November and like I was fresh out of Canada, uh, I went into a nightclub and it's like showed again. A thousand people in this nightclub, like packed like sardines, everyone wow. dancing, what doing what people do in nightclubs. 
Christ. What do you think? Like, do you, I mean, how? What's the access to information down there? Like, do you guys mm-hmm. get your your daily? Like, how are they doing? How is Mexico doing in terms? Of, like, I mean, we had 180 or 70 or something new cases today. Just like, today. do you guys get those updates? Like, you know, obviously it's free. Yep. And you're doing all the this this stuff, but is it like are you are they equally as yeah, fucked no. as we are? Like I want to know, like you know, the information we... is still there. Uh, you can get it every day. Um, they put out numbers every day. I don't really look at it every mm-hmm. day or very often. Um, they do have so there's like maybe thirty states in Mexico, and each state is kind of under a green yellow orange or red light okay yeah red light states yeah Yeah. Yeah. but like if you're in red zone in mexico like i was in guadalajara and they were in red zone in the state jalisco uh but red zone there is not the same as red zone in manitoba Mm. like you can you can still go to restaurants you can still go to bars Mm. nightclubs were closed but if you knew someone there's always a party going on right um there's no restriction on gatherings and amount of people you can have in your house. Wow. Um, so what's the point of the codes then? I mean, if yeah, they operate like, yeah, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> just, just, just to make the people feel better, I guess. Right. Yeah. Maybe yeah. show yeah. the rest of the world that they're or, I mean, something. Uh, yeah. I guess you could, you could, you could maybe put it as like a, almost like a threat level. Like you're at a higher risk. Yeah, that's kind of what that's kind of the idea behind it. Do with this information what you will, like. Yeah, and like Mexico City's really been the only where only place thus far that's kind of gone into maybe if you want to call it a bit of a crisis, like shortage of hospital beds, sort of thing. Mm. And like you said, lockdown a little bit more. Yeah, exactly, and that's the only place I've experienced a. I was there about a month ago and that was the first time since being in Mexico where I was like, oh yeah, there's a pandemic. <laughs> this is still a thing. Yeah. Like, that's the first time oh, I, yeah. I actually felt it. This is still yeah. going on. Because like, otherwise, yeah. like... We're still doing this? Yeah, I mean, outside of the masks, obviously you're wearing masks and that. That's just but, normal um, now though. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> yeah unfortunately. Um, what... Um, what... So like, what's your timeline? You and I talked about this on the phone the other day, but you're in a unique situation where you're going to have to come home eventually. So what, does that, look, what does that look like? Do I have you? to? Yes, I know. So I, yes, I, know. I have to come back. home and I got my When I say have married. to, I mean like you have to. because like, like six months, right? Oh, sorry. Six months, sorry? Right. Don't you have to, oh, never mind. No, it's a visa thing. You're right. I yeah, do it's get a visa it, okay. thing, right? Yeah. yeah, I get I get six months on the Mexican visa. So I'm allowed mm-hmm. to stay in Mexico for six months. Ah. That will expire in pretty much a month today. <laughs> um, and then I'll probably go to Guatemala, which is oh, wow. just neighboring country. Uh, I do have to be home in at the end of July. My sister's getting married. Oh, nice. Uh, and My I'm sister's the maid wedding. of honor for that wedding. 
I think. No, gonna make it about you, eh? No, gotta make it about you. I just remembered it just popped into my head. My dog's the ring dog for that wedding too. Fuck's the ring dog, you idiot. You know, I actually heard about that first. That's what that sounded like. That was the worst thing I could have said. It just popped into my head. Carry on. I know we're talking about you, but how can I make it? Yeah. Welcome um, to every episode, Kelly. That's all. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> They've been friends. With, he's been guests, friends with me for twenty-five years. This yeah. is not a new thing. Yeah, no, it's it's all about. Um, Fair point. <laughs> yeah, so I do. I got to be back in July, at the end of July, uh, and right now getting back into Canada is not the easiest thing in the world. Um, oh God! Like they cancel all their flights to and from Mexico, as well as a lot of the Caribbean destinations, until the end mm-hmm. of. April initially, I think. I haven't heard whether that's been extended or not, but I assume it will be. It's going to be. Um, as well, I have to have a negative PCR test uh, before I board the plane. I have to get one when I arrive in Canada. I have to do this. Oh, I'm so against this like three day <laughs> hotel thing that costs like $2,000. Yep. Even if you test negative what's the why do i have to go to a hotel when i could just as easily go to my own quarantine place and not see anybody whereas i go to the hotel i'm seeing hotel staff i'm seeing the taxi drivers taking me there exactly (laughs) that's all it is it's a fine for exercising my human rights and freedoms that's what it is um it's intense and what sorry two thousand dollars who are you paying I may be I mean, a misinformed. I thought it all it was is that you had to come home in quarantine and it was at your in a hotel and it was at your cost. Three days in a hotel does not cost two thousand dollars. And these circumstances- depends on which hotel. Yeah. Yeah. For the government chooses around. the hotel. Yeah, the government chooses the hotel that you go to, so you know that they've probably worked something out. And then the hotel just charges whatever fee that they want to charge for it so now you guys have to do this and whatever else so we're gonna just make some more money for we're gonna bend over all these people that are yeah that's fucky yeah right so you get you get the negative hotels do my brother you get the negative test before you get on the plane you can't leave the hotel until you get your second negative test but then you still have to go quarantine for the remaining whatever 12 11 days it is uh, when you get home. So you've tested negative twice for this. You don't have it. Uh, but we don't want to see you go back home. This is You're grounded for traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, is basically how I see it. This is the shit that uh, doesn't make sense to me. Like, okay. So Kaminsky, you and I have talked about this many times. I yeah. am relatively pro rules and like, just yeah. fucking get this over with. Like I, yeah. you know, I've talked about this before. You know, we had a conversation with Erica's doctor. She has some yeah. pre-existing health conditions that could be essentially fatal if she gets this like it, it's it's mm. you know we're taking it very seriously yeah for that sure. said number one we've you know we've we've not you know lived in our fucking basement for a year and a half or anything like that like you know we're still going grocery shopping and you know somewhat living our life to the same ex- like to to the best we can but then i go to the fucking pet store at christmas and i'm standing in pet value and there's all these all this tape up on the wall in front of the dog toys and so i'm like i'm there to get a christmas gift her boss had just got a puppy so i was getting a a toy for the dog to give 
give her for give it for Christmas. And I was like, so can I buy these? Like, what's the story here? Because there's the wall with all the toys, and then on the end caps, essential. But then there's these end caps that have Christmas dog toys. And because it's a Christmas item, it was dubbed as essential. Same fucking thing. It's just the little reindeer or a little dog. Like, it's just, it's the same thing. So then I was like, can I, like, what, how do I, how do I get something from the wall? And they're like, you can go to the, up to the wall. You can touch the toy, squeak it, fucking lick it, do whatever the hell you want. You just can't take, you just can't take it off the wall and bring it to the cash register. You have to go out to your car, phone us from the parking lot. We'll go get it from the wall. And then you can come pay for it along with all the other items that you've walked through the store and touched. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh? Like yeah, absolutely mind blowing. Like, like what? Yeah. Someone put it on Facebook the other day in the best way possible that she was like, um, so you're telling me that I can go have a steak with my husband, but he can't come in the room to hear my new bo- our, our, our first baby's heartbeat. And I was like, that's when you know you have a fucking problem. Yeah. Or like, so you're allowed to buy these Christmas dog toys that right. are, have been deemed essential, yet I would not have been allowed to go to my mother's house for Christmas. Right. Because we don't live in the same household. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's not essential. But buying mm-hmm. these Christmas toys... Man, I'm so over it. And I know you say like, you just <laughs> want it to be right. pro rules, pro regulations, because you want it to be over with quickly. I mean, it's really, that's, the rules and regulations are prolonging it because the idea was to flatten the curve so that we can make this thing longer so that our hotels, or not our hotels, our hospitals can <laughs> uh, handle the Catch yeah, up and, and yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But like, can we not agree that maybe lockdown hasn't been working? It's been a year. We're still in the middle of this. We're See, diving the thing into is, a, when I say we, I mean Canada. Yeah. I find I find it works. I mean, you use big, heavy air quotes. And when I say works, <laughs> I mean the numbers go down. There's, it's just yes. when we go into code red and we put on these heavy restrictions, the numbers go down. But then... 45 seconds after they start releasing the restrictions, all of a sudden the fucking numbers start going up again. So like, yeah. I don't know if it's, it's the bell like, curve, man. The bell curve. When, like when, <laughs> when cases are going up, that's when we start bringing in restrictions and then it's just like the natural waves of the virus. It's going to start going down and then it's going to come back up again. And you look at countries that didn't lock down, uh, like Sweden, who's notoriously anti-lockdown stayed completely open this entire time and see but i've done that, that's not true like who told you that that sweden didn't lock down yeah and i'm t- and, I, and the reason i'm saying that is because we have friends in we have friends in sweden that said everything you've seen on the news is wrong we had restrictions we got completely fucked with cases they're like i don't know where all this shit is coming from but it was bad there for a while and that's from someone straight, like straight from someone in Sweden. Uh, that's all I, that's, that's where my information is coming from too. Like I've met yeah. Swedish so, travelers here. Yeah. And, and that's why I asked, cause I assumed you probably would have came in. Like they are not any worse off than these countries that have gone into severe lockdowns, like Canada, Australia, New Zealand, France, Italy, Western Europe. Yeah. Um, likewise in Finland, uh, like those Nordic countries were a little more liberal with things. Um, a lot of the things I've, the scientific journal articles I've read point to the fact that the lockdowns aren't necessarily stopping the spread of the virus. The virus is still going to spread. We're still going to see these waves. Um, and now even like 
what border patrol getting set up at Manitoba Ontario border. Yeah, you can't like restricting travel within. That's Canada. Ontario, I think, though, right? Yeah. So that is Ontario yeah, is, because like, the crazy part. Sorry, I was gonna say the crazy part about that is a lot of Manitobans own property at Lake of the Woods. And how are I you restricting a, somebody going to your own property? Like I own a that's ca- the biggest a, thing. We own a cabin 45 minutes over the over the border. And like the thing that was crazy yeah. to me is like we went, Eric and I went to the cabin um a couple months ago, just like during the winter. And everyone's like, Well, you gotta quarantine when you get back. I was like, I fucking got in my car. I got all our groceries and shit here. I got in my car. I drove to the cabin. We did not leave the cabin for two weeks. Mm-hmm. I was more isolated there than I was, would have been if I was at home in Winnipeg. Yeah. And there was a not, brief time when you didn't need to isolate from North, like that Northern part of Ontario. Yeah. Right? And then right. they changed it. And now they're saying people can't even go there. Like, even if you well, own property there, which is crazy. You're restricting well, me from going to my own private that property. That I own and I pay yeah. for. And that, yeah. And it, it's, like you said, Kaminsky, like they're put, they're setting up border patrol there, but it's, that's Ontario because they're, I mean, for whatever they're reason, really, they're, they're, they're really fucked. Yeah. Right like they're re- they, they're, they're asking other provinces for nurses right now. Yeah. Like yeah. they asked Saskatchewan for nurses and Saskatchewan's like, God, oh, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't have enough. Sorry. Yeah. Like this is why I wanted to have this conversation with you. Cause I know you and I have had it, but it's not like having that fucking Karen conversation on Facebook. I know you educate yourself and you're respectful of the people that have, you know, other opinions, but it, it's, it's such an interesting conversation because, um, you know, at the end of the day, who the fuck knows what's going to, when this is going to end and what's actually, actually going to work. Yeah. You know, like the longer this goes on, the more and more I start to think that there's something else going on. Like it's just, it's not, we're getting, I'm not believing everything I'm hearing anymore. And now I don't want to, I'm not like an anti-vaxxer by any means, but I am extremely hesitant to take this vaccine and I will certainly hold off on it for as long as I possibly can. Um, because I don't think I'm going to blindly trust the government who, I mean, not 25 years ago was assimilating indigenous peoples in residential schools. Yeah. This government I'm supposed to blindly trust. They've had scandals with like We Charity, SNC Lavalin. Uh, the pharmaceutical companies who have horrific records of what? on purpose, knowingly <laughs> addicting what? people to opioids, what? for profit, killing lives, testing products on African children and leaving them in fucked up situations. Uh, I will be very hesitant to, to jump funny. in line to take this. I feel like Aaron, I think you asked us uh, you asked Elliot and I, um, this is a few months ago on the, on the show here, like, what, what are you guys going to do? Are you guys going to get the vaccine? And yeah, my initial reaction was, yeah, like it, to me, mm-hmm. it just made sense. And I'm not saying I won't, it's just the more you mm-hmm. think about it and, and Kaminsky, you've, you kind of sort of alluded to it. Like I'm at this point now where and I forget, I'm not, I'm not, I'm going to misquote it, but someone basically on Facebook was like, and you know, obviously Facebook is not my source of news. Or I, try <laughs> for, I try for yeah. it not to be my, my source mm-hmm. of news, but I've, I, the person worded it in a way that I liked. And it was something along the lines of basically, when do we start asking more questions? I'm not saying, 
you know, this is, they're, they, were, they were like, I'm not saying this is all fake. I'm not like, you know, I'm not getting into conspiracies, but like, when do we start asking more questions? And I thought that was very interesting because, you know, in theory, we've, for the most part, followed the rules, you know, I mean, you've got, um, you know, you've obviously got the people that are going viral that, um, you know, won't go into the stores and they, you know, throw this big hissy fit about having to wear a mask and stuff like that. Actually, we know, I'll tell you guys off camera, sauce and camera, <laughs> there's someone, there's someone in one of the videos in Winnipeg going around Just right out now. them, Blake, out them. Any publicity is good publicity. This is not, <laughs> this, is not this is not good publicity. This is someone we went to, jun we went to junior high with and, Ooh. uh, she uh her her boyfriend or something got into like a physical like he like he started fighting a home depot security guard and like it's all yeah wow. you may have seen the video but it's, it wasn't until someone else pointed out to me do you see who's standing beside this guy i was like holy fuck yeah anyways point being is like yeah i don't know like it's it, it just makes you wonder like i don't think you're off track in just wondering like thinking like something something's mm. off here and why yeah. are people being yeah. silenced who are asking questions? Right. You know, if you're kind of going against the norm, questioning motives, moves, saying like, whoa, 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 hold on. Like, I don't want my freedoms taken. Well, now all of a sudden you're like against the people and you're worse than Satan basically is what it's being it's, made out to it's, be. It's tough though. Cause it's one of those things where you could make the argument that you know if all if everything is real if everything we're being told is real so I'll, I'll say that lightly but if everything we're being told is real the person that is walking through the store with without a mask or the person that is you know breaking rules or throwing parties or whatever those are the people that are taking away my rights because these restrictions are not going away mm -hmm. they're still going to be in place and as we continue to so like, you kind of get into this scenario where you're kind of playing the game a little bit, but it all depends on what is and isn't true. And I'm not directing this towards you because you didn't, you respected the rules here. You just got on a plane and yeah, fucked no, of off course. somewhere else where you didn't have to, you course, didn't I have did, the same rules. I did two right? quarantines in Canada. Like, exactly. Like, so I, that, <laughs> that's my point though, is like, you're not the problem. You're doing what's best for you. It's to me, it's the people that are here that aren't following the rules mm -hmm. they're making it worse for everybody else because it, you know, it's that to me is just as much of a problem. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I almost wish there were more people not following the rules. If I'm being fair. I, yeah. Well, and that's like, what I mean though. It depends I think on it's what it's gone too far. Like there's just too many freedoms that have been taken from all of us. And for what? Well, that's the big part. The, for what, like, for what? You, that's where, that's what I mean, where you start to question, like, you know, what's going on. I, I'm not trying to make light of the virus. Obviously it's dangerous to certain people, but you know, at some point, like everyone's just got to take care of themselves and do what's best for themselves. Like these children that are being put in lockdown and now, you know, already are probably not running around outside as much as we did when we were children. My two and a half year old niece did. is not socialized for the last year and a half. No, and now they what yeah. they sit inside and watch TV, uh, internet, mm -hmm. and develop addictions like this, and uh, like slow down brain development. You know, your cognitive abilities are going to be affected by this in the long term in early childhood development. It mm -hmm. just 
<clears throat> I think it's doing more harm than good. There's a dark side to it for sure. Mm-hmm. And mental health with people that are not allowed to see anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can go see one person if you're a single person household. You can, yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Home of the free. Am I right? <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Aaron Elliott, do you guys have anything intelligent tough, to say about tough this? Subject. Definitely. Uh, I think the point of view is we take care of what we have to. There's things out of our control. We can always um, debate it. We can always research it. But the things out of our control are, are, are out of our control. That's That can be a frustrating thing, though. I get that. Um, it's just a matter of seeing what's what's going to happen is, is, is a loose statement. But really, there's only so much we can do or say at this point, mm-hmm. especially going a year and a half in, right? So, mm-hmm. yeah. There we go. Mm-hmm. Brain teasers. I have nothing intelligent to say. <laughs> you never have nothing. Nothing. nothing okay. Very well. I had one. I had one earlier today. I just feel good about myself. Yeah, <laughs> that's all you need. All you need one. It's that one yeah, good I golf don't... shot. <laughs> that keeps you coming back. Keeps right? it coming back. <laughs> you hit forty into the bush, and then you pipe one down the middle, and fuck yeah, let's go tomorrow. Feel <laughs> oh, good. Let's do it again. <laughs> Other note, I like to thank Andrews for orating their journeys thus far. Yeah. You know, the dynamics, their their careers, their their points of view. It, it's great to have. This is the first time we've had five five of us on on the show. So it's, it's camera texting me actually. It's a big. Camper texts me. He's like, "Is it going to be weird having five of us? Like, this fucking <laughs> Zoom, man. We can have seventy five in here if we want. Do however many we want." Been yes. audio, oh, God. And I, I, I must talk talk over each other far too much. Of imagine <laughs> if there was even three more people in here, it'd just be chaos. Well, talking about COVID Absolutely restrictions, so I would my our hope obviously is that someday we get to do this in person. Yes. Yeah, that'd be better. Hey, come come to Mexico. We can do it in person. <laughs> <laughs> He's just in the kit. Does Mexico? Yeah. yeah. On location. Yeah. That would be fun. That'd be amazing. I, I don't know if I, I could convince my wife to let me go by myself, though. She'd probably please. want to tag along. Honey, it's a business trip. My hands are tied. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we can write yeah. it off. It's all good. This there you go. Yeah. Yeah, sauce, yeah. <laughs> Come teach some classes from here, Sauce, and you're all sorted. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, I appreciate both you coming. Um, yeah. Sauce, I'm sorry we had this degenerate crasher episode, but hey, I man. felt like it's uh, been fun. <laughs> I felt like if it was to happen, this is a good one. The three of us haven't actually gotten together in a long time. So, yeah, honestly, I don't know when the last time I camera when was the last time we saw each other, man. I don't remember the last time I saw anybody. Miller's Miller's bachelor party. That's where my head. Oh yeah, Yeah. actually, yeah. yeah. I'm thinking very, very probably. Yeah, 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 doing like fireball out of the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Virtual the virtual reality that was four thousand degrees. Yes, and I yeah, came. Yeah, 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 yeah. I came from. I was at war. I was at a, a an open house, and I came in a suit, and we went into this. Oh, I don't know why buckets. I didn't bring it, but we, yeah, I was like at the end of it, I was in like a like a soggy, gross undershirt, <laughs> and like, yeah, that was fun. Oh man, it, it wasn't a breathable suit either. It was like a nineteen mm. fifties Value Village wool suit. It, you know what? It's it's funny though because it was. I have one suit jacket that the is like VV it's, boutique. it's not from it's not from yeah. Value Village. It's 
and I mean, it was a nice. All right, it looked all right. But it's like, probably <laughs> something that I could have got from Value Village for a quarter of the price, but I digress. Mm-hmm. Gucci on the inside, where no one sees it. Final we- Well, and then the wedding, though. Was that your wedding suit? The bachelor party was before the wedding. No. Yes, we the saw wedding each other was the, the wedding. last time sure. we saw yeah. each other. Yeah, oh, that yeah, makes more sense. That <laughs> makes more sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Shot holes in that argument. <laughs> Forgot about that whole day. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the whole reason for the first party was because of that. Main <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we were all at both. So. Yeah. But yeah. We'll uh, we'll let you guys both go, Kaminsky. Yeah. I, uh, I'm sure you've got other things to do because you can. <laughs> you got more yeah, more, <laughs> more Modelo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, Mexico. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just chilling lately. I've got an Airbnb here for a month. Uh, where are you actually right now? Because it, it there is a porta potty vibe to it. Like, where are you? It's a fridge, man. I'm in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> 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 Uh, sitting on the can the whole time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah. Pinch, pinch well, off, I thought man. that the, the whatever's <laughs> whatever's over your shoulder, the little black cap thing over your shoulder. I thought it was the plunger for the toilet or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just plugging my uh, laptop in. <laughs> Bringing up the toilet, I'll mention one quick thing about Mexico here that I don't mm. like about the toilets. They, uh, the water spins the other direction. No, I, that wouldn't bother me so much. Uh, but uh, so when you they do have toilet paper here. Um, so you wipe with toilet That's a paper. Plan. Yeah, like some other places I've been where it's, this is your toilet paper, you know? No. I can get into that's that. Not a, but, that's not a true story. Hold on. I'm, hold on. I gotta go. No, it's, it sounds true. Have you wiped your ass with your hand before? <laughs> yeah, of course. That's disappointing. Man, it's hard. I mean, I'm. I'm <laughs> My my fucking privilege is just glowing also, right now. Yeah, it's, like, just, it's, it's, it's out there. It's cleaner, man. Your asshole has never been more clean than when you're wiping it with your hand in water. Hands down. When you're wiping it with toilet paper, like... So you're saying you, can, you use your hand to wipe down or wipe up? Yeah. <laughs> is it a so, five? Is it a five finger I'm, thing or is it a... What happened? Usually four. <laughs> four. Four. I can give you an example if you'd like. No, that's Some, okay. Nah, it's close on for sure, but like, Close on, yes, please. So you're squatting in a pan. I'll get over, go over this quickly. Okay. Uh, squatting. If you never squatted in a squat pan, uh, I have not. It's tough to get your accuracy down at the start. I have left a dropping on. See, I, mi- I missed the pan. I missed the pan on one of my first times. What's that movie, Daddy Daycare, when the kid comes out of the bathroom and goes, shit everyone? What happened? I missed. What do you mean? I, I missed. That's the first time he took a shit in Mexico. Like, 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 no, Mexico's got toilets. I've never seen that movie either. For fuck's sakes. Don't even, we're not even, we're not even, no, we're not even going to start this. Elliot doesn't watch movies. That's, we've done a full episode. I don't really watch movies either. Yeah, you're both fucking serial killers. (laughs) Serial killers. I've seen Daddy Daycare. You got all time, all the time in the world to go fucking, yeah. Anyways, basically, wiping your hand with your, your ass with your hand. Yeah, so you're squatted, you know, your knees are pretty much at your chest. Uh, whatever, do your business, get it over with. And then there's a bucket right beside you on your right-hand side, usually big, filled with water. And inside that, there's a little pail, like a hand ladle almost. You scoop into that, 
pour some water on your left hand. Wipe, 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 wipe. Continue, wipe, 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 wipe until you're clean. Um, and that's it. Like the bathrooms are wet in a lot of Asia. <laughs> With shit water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, goes, it just clicked. Wait a minute. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> no, but no, 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 no. It's sanitary, man. It's more, if you get dog nope. shit on your hand, are you going to wash it with water or are you going to grab some paper and clean it off and then walk away and say, yeah, call it a day. Yeah. But I'm not going to take that water, dump it on the floor that I just had dog shit in and walk through it. No, you don't walk through it. Like the water goes through holes in your story. (laughs) But let me tell you, yes, your ass has never been cleaner. There you go. Anywho, fast forward now, Mexico. So there uh, plumbing can't handle toilet paper either, but they still use it. So the only difference is there's always a waste basket beside your toilet, oh, and now you're wiping that's... your ass and sticking the toilet paper into the garbage that sits beside the toilet, mm-hmm. uh, which I like less. But mm-hmm. yeah, that sucks. You're in Mexican food heaven, and <laughs> yeah, I mean it's not like don't don't go don't don't, <laughs> don't go there. But Mexican food in Mexico is much different from Mexican food in Betcha it still makes you shit. No Mexican fruit. I did have one week, ten days. Week episode. Week. Yeah. Maybe it was the bucket. The bucket got really full. Oh boy. (laughs) I had to to go down and ask. Oh, so I was staying in this uh, smallish hotel in this very small kind of mountain town in Mexico. And this is where I was while I was on the toilet very often. And I had to go downstairs and ask for more toilet paper. And at this point, my Spanish was like almost non-existent, very basic. And so I asked the woman for what I thought was toilet paper. And she's like this 85, 90 year old lady. She's like not understanding what I'm saying. So now I have to motion to her like like pretend to take my pants down and wipe my ass and she she started laughing she was sweet but it was a little bit embarrassing wiping because you could have asked like a... english and she would have known yeah she's sitting there the whole <laughs> no, time thinking this yeah, fucking exactly. guy all he has to do is ask well she's thinking just just ask for it just ask for yeah. toilet yeah. paper stupid that's all yeah. i want to hear come just on yeah Oh, you want toilet paper? Ah, all right. They don't yeah. understand. <laughs> they don't understand the word shit tickets in Mexico. Shit tickets. What is that? <laughs> what is? That? I don't. It's want your that. hand. It's your hand. Apparently. Hey man, you got unlimited <laughs> tickets here. It's much more environmentally <laughs> friendly too. I mean, there's a. So on this episode, I, like, so for every episode, I clip out clips and I post them on Instagram. I put one clip up and I post it on Instagram, and I would, I, you know. Sauce is here. We're talking about his business. That's going up for sure. I'll find a spot for that. But I think we're going to have to find some bonus content to talk about camera wiping oh. his ass with his hand and shitting in buckets bonus. and stuff like that. Man, we could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> I bet you could talk a lot about that. Japanese yeah. toilets? Oh my God. They play music, music to you. Music. Like, squirt your ass for you. Bidets, man. Yeah. That's, is that just that's everywhere? Just, that's the good stuff. Is that just everywhere? Like, is that just like McDonald's? Yes. They've got singing toilets that wipe your ass. Uh, to be fair, I've never been outside of the airports in Japan, but <laughs> Japanese airports have yes. amazing. But I've heard the same thing about Japan. <laughs> Elliot, are you ready to finish this off now? <laughs> uh, you know what? 
for the last 10 or 15 minutes, yeah. <laughs> Where is the time gone? All right, let's pinch off this conversation. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ew. Yes. See, that's better than anything Blake said all night tonight. Shut up. Any of his pretend jokes. So good. Yeah. All right, so uh, to the Andrews's, thank you, both of you. Uh, camera for coming back on. Uh, yeah. Sasser for saucer sasser however you uh whatever you're like andrew k andrew k l instead of andrew k a sauce you know we got to the end before insulting our guest this time so we're learning that's pretty good you know what that's that's not bad sassy i'd probably call you sassy just because it just sounds funny i forget that your name doesn't have a u in it yeah because i'm so used to sauce that's just no you no use i had to do it i was like did he spell his name wrong on zoom no, <laughs> that's hilarious. Spell your own name. So thank you to thank you to Do both of you, uh, Aaron. Of thank you. This week? Uh, well, we're gonna we're gonna get there. Thank you to Aaron for for being here and always being single. So uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, it's not a bad way to go. So, sauce. Any of your uh, new clients happen to be single females? Uh, reach out. Let us know. Let them know that we've got a okay. Okay. Uh, Black Axel with his Rose. never ending with his with his never ending bandanas and uh, wardrobe changes and and I don't know what that shirt is but it's pretty awesome. Um, never ending bandanas is correct. Like wow, have a couple more hangers full of them. I'm waiting, I am I am waiting for the Tiger King uh, bandana that, to come back. If that's a selling feature, if that V neck was any yeah. deeper, I'd have to blur you out. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So if you if you send any young lady, show a little, send him send him his way. Camer, same same to you. We've talked about this once before. Any uh, lovely young senioritas that uh, that might want to? He's keeping them all for himself. Well, you gotta be careful with they. They float like a butterfly, but they sting like a bee. All right. Like I don't really care what you're doing right now. So there we go. This has been another eye-opening episode. <laughs> Not, I, I didn't think we would go that direction uh, <laughs> ever, but it, it went there. It was fun, I guess, for, for some of us. Blake seemed very intrigued by you wiping your ass with your hands. So there we go. Full mm -hmm. in on that story. Full speed. Don't ahead. knock it till you tried it. It's, oh, right. yeah, it's they, weird. It's fully weird I'm, at the yeah, start, but after a couple yeah. months, it's. You're used to it. I'm gonna knock it and I'm not gonna try it. How about that? He's probably he's probably gonna try it. Yeah. Next Blake, we're gonna, you know we're what? Next gonna, time you're gonna be Erica, um, throw out all the toilet paper. We can save twenty dollars a you're, month. You're gonna be out of toilet paper and you're gonna remember this conversation. <laughs> and you're gonna we we were sink. just doing our budget, so I'll just take twenty bucks a month out of it. <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, fellas, it's been a this has been fun. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to the listeners that may not ever come back now. I'm going to start doing out. this. I'm going to start doing this after every episode. If you listen to the whole thing, DM us. Cause I really want to know if people actually listen to the whole fucking thing or not. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tell us your thoughts. I want to know where we lost you. Yeah. Where did we <laughs> yeah. lose you? If you no longer, if you no longer want our Mexican foreign correspondent to come on the show because of what just happened, feel free to. <laughs> Man, they're gonna so, want the spin-off episode. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, there, there will be more. That's better. Yeah. 
better call camera. That'll be the. Uh, <laughs> hey, there we go. Call okay. All right. Nice. Hey, finish this, up. What the fuck is taking you so long? This has been a slice. I can't. I don't know. This has been a Bye. slice, and this has once again been Geezers and the Kid. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. Like you'll notice understand. they're uncomfortable with it. <laughs> Or like people will apologize. It's still it. It was an older school thing because now I think people watch. Now their people, hands more. there's no uh, discrimination against right hand wipers. Is what? You're no, you still like <laughs> like where I started doing this in Indonesia. Like a lot of places, you eat with your hands as well. Like you, <laughs> never, you never eat with your left hand though. You never eat with your left hand. Your left hand never touches the food. It's just one one hand. Oh, yeah. uh, oh. I don't know. I just, I, I, Toilets around I, the world, baby. This, should, this could be my new podcast.